Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. Hallelujah. <laughs> we have been um, dealing with these couple of verses, verses 13 and 14, uh, for a few weeks now. So I'm just going to begin by reading there in verse 13. We're looking at different levels of spirituality that exist in the body of Christ. The Apostle John writes and says, I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you little children because you have known the father. I have written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Now, today what I want to do is move on to young men. Now, remember again, little children, the, the key to that was the, just that newness of the word. Amen. And also just believing God for what he said. And not rationalizing things. Amen. And uh, we said the only thing that was, uh, that was not good with kids was that they are blown about with every wind of doctrine. And that's something we need to be careful of. And we went to Ephesians chapter 4. What I'd like to do is pick up there, in fact, and then proceed on to 1 John chapter 2 and look at young Men and women. Just because it says young men, it doesn't excuse the young women. Okay, it's for both. All right. <laughs> In Ephesians 4, verses 14 and 15, this will be a launching off place. It says that uh, the Apostle Paul is writing, and he says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. Now, this is the part of children we don't want to be. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Now, that can be anything, family. That can be the latest thing that's going on and, you know, what everybody's believing today. And, and you know, we, it's, a, it's really sad. Let me just um, deal with something here very quickly. You know, all the, the different movements of God through the ages needed to be built on, not left and moved on from. We have been looking at something, and, I, you know, I, I, I quoted, um, in fact, that was back here. Let me go back to page 31. <laughs> All right. uh, I quoted I. Howard Marshall when he said again that all Christians should have the innocence of childhood, the strength of youth, and the mature knowledge of age. Remember I said we, we, ha- we need all three of those. Amen. We can't progress from one to the other. And you know, one of the things that I realized was that's really what has been happening with the church as well. The church has, has had revelation about certain things uh, regarding God and instead of hanging on to that and moving on to the next thing, we abandoned it and moved on. We should have been building upon the last revelation. There was a revelation of, you know, the Word of God. It was hidden for a long time. We went through the dark ages, so to speak, you know, because the, the, the Word of God was hidden from, from people. And, you know, they said, well, only the clergy knows how to sort that out. And my God, the clergy were the worst offenders. But anyway, and so it came out, hallelujah, and, and then we had this revelation that, you know, we, we are to walk by faith. It wasn't, it wasn't a works thing. But remember again that James came and said that faith without works is dead as well. See, so we can't, see again we have this problem. We again abandon one thing for the other instead of adding one thing to the other. Amen? And as we moved on, we should have been adding to it. And this is literally what I want to do you know, in this congregation and, and, and with, this, with this church. I, you know, I want to add to what we know. That's the reason why I quote from, you know, from different people. Uh, and they're not all word of faith. That's a shock. But you know what? They have revelation. 
another shock. Yes, somebody other than us knows stuff. Okay, <laughs> alright? And, you know, and I want to bring the richness of all the revelation that has gone past back into the church so that we can grow from it. Let's be smarter, amen, than our, than our ancestors, so to speak. doesn't even have to be our ancestors, it's just our fathers, you know. Oh, sorry, Dad. I, I love you. Okay. <laughs> He's keeping up, I tell you. He really is. <laughs> Right. So, but, you know, that's the whole point. You know, I want my kids to be smarter than me. They should be. Isn't it interesting that in the natural realm, we are so much smarter than we were 20 years ago? Look at the technology around us. But you look at the Word of God and you tell me if the same thing is happening there. You know why it's not? Because we keep abandoning things. Because we keep getting upset over things. Because we don't like that brother, we don't want to listen to what he says. You may not like the brother, but he might be saying something that actually works. Amen. And so again, you know, that, that in itself is a wind of doctrine that you need to be careful of. That you don't get caught up in people that say, oh, we don't believe that stuff, we're on to this now. Why? Now there are... You know, we, we do need to understand the boundaries of things. And we do need to understand that, you know, there, there was a time when, I, I don't know why I'm spending time on this, but anyway, let's quickly do this, quickly. All right. <laughs> there, there was a time when, um, you know, there, there was a real reverence for God. Right? And so, but then the reverence went too far to where we didn't ever dare stand up and speak to a mountain because maybe God put the mountain there. And how dare us ever, ever move something out of the way that maybe God was trying to use to teach us something with. So what happened? Somebody realized that no, the Bible says, if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, you don't doubt in your heart. Believe those things that you say. It'll happen. Okay, that's the short version. Okay, alright? And so what happened was, we started blowing every mountain into the sea. And then suddenly we, we got to the place where we were, you know, demanding everything. And we forgot the reverence of God. Because we swapped it for mountain moving faith. So here again it says that we should no longer be children. And, and you know, in this regard, tossed to and fro and carried along with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things. May grow up in all things. And that's what we want to do. Amen? We want to grow up in... All things. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't mind watching TV and stuff. Okay, don't get me wrong there. But some things, you need to be careful. Do you know, it's not the... It's, oh, I'm getting in trouble here. No, you know what? Let me just go here. All right. <laughs> you know, a lot of times people are thinking, oh, you know, uh, how can I put this? Uh, inappropriately dressed sort of movies is what we're thinking of. Do you know that's not as bad as the ones that have hatred and division and strife and they keep their clothes on? They're poisoning you. Because it destroys your love, it destroys your faith. And they'll do it with their clothes on. And you think it's safe. (laughs) And it's not. Because where is faith coming from? Your heart. You have to guard your heart. Remember Proverbs tells us that. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues the forces of life. I think that's either Proverbs 4.22 or 20, uh, 23. Something like that, one of those verses. Anyway, 
we, and we, we, you know, we're careless with our heart. Do you know what? Much rather, I, I, can't, I really can't handle things that have strife and, and that hatred and anger and division. Be careful what you're feeding your spirit with. Even if it's something worldly, if it's encouraging, it's okay. Listen, I'm going to say something on the other side. Listen carefully. And even if it's godly, and if it's depressing, turn it off. Where's the joy? Where's the peace? An hour and a half movie, 89 minutes are spent on strife. And there's one minute of peace at the end. That's how it feels. Yeah, and that's the credits. <laughs> ah, good one. All right. <laughs> we, we really need to move on, don't we? All right. <laughs> so we, we need to grow up in all things. And again, let me, let me say this to you. This is the part of maturity that you need. We're coming into a place now, we're going to be talking about, and we need to be talking about the Word of God. And what I want you to understand is that the things that get in the way of that word is other words. Do you hear me? Okay. Um, because whatever you are meditating on, let me, let me demystify meditation for a moment here. Meditating means you just think about it a lot. Are you with me? Okay. So, you know, you guys meditate when you go on vacation. Did you realize that? You don't cross your legs and go, mm, vacation. Okay, it's not like that. <laughs> okay. You're constantly thinking about it. What do I pack? And is it going to be hot there? Have I got the suntan lotion? You know, what do we do with the dogs? Who cares? Anyway, you know, whatever, you know. It is, it is, yeah. Okay, you, you go, you know, you're constantly thinking about it. Weeks before, from the moment that you book your tickets or whatever, you're thinking about it. You are meditating. You are excited. Because whatever you set your eyes on, that's what will get into your heart. Hear me? And so if you set your eyes on the Word of God, and God, that's what gets into your heart. That's what makes you happy. Amen? And that's what, you know, people say, I can't do that. You do it all the time. You know, you do it more in the negative than in the positive. I've said this to you before. Somebody offends you, you will forget all the good things that happened in the day to you, and you remember that one bad thing. And you have this little cloud over your head as you walk around all day. Little lightning and little... It rains on you only. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> you know? okay. It's like, you're mumbling, you're meditating. Let go. Let go. That's the stuff you let go. Try to find something good you can think about. Because you're poisoning your soul, you're poisoning your heart. Hear me. And then when you need to move a mountain, what's there? Get it? That's what allows you to grow. And... Why the Apostle John now, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 13. Hallelujah. He says, <laughs> I write to you young men, that's young women as well, because you have overcome the wicked one. And then later on in verse 14, he says, I have written to you young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Our greatest source of strength is God and His Word. Now, you know, there was a time we used to just say the Word. Everything was about the Word. But can I say something? Greater is He that is in you than He that's in the world. That's a person. It ain't the Word. 
although he is called the word. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the thing is, we need to understand that there is someone living inside of us. As much as we can have the word living inside of us. Both the person, and <laughs> it's getting com- complicated now, isn't it? Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting confused, Pastor. All right, all right, all right. Okay. This is one of the reasons why we kind of got messed up a little bit. In, was that, you know, we understood John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. Okay, and then the Word, you know, became flesh and dwelt among us. Verse 14 and so on and so forth. But the, the thing is that we, we, we took that, a lot of, a lot of um, ministers took that and said, See, there's the Word. And changed it to the written Word. That in the beginning was the written word, and the written word was with God, and the written word was God. No, it, no, no, no. There was a member of the Godhead whose name is called the Word of God. Something incredible. Do you know what words do? Let me give you a quick little lesson here. What do words do? Reveal. Words reveal things. Right now, my words are revealing things to you. If I stayed quiet, you wouldn't know any of this stuff. Amen? And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to reveal the Father. That's the reason why He says that if you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. Remember that? But also in John, it talks about something really interesting. He says that if I didn't open my mouth, if I didn't, I can reveal these things to you because I was with the Father. That's how come I know this stuff. You guys down here have been guessing about things. He says, I know things. I'm telling you things that I've seen firsthand. Are you all with me? And there are some of those verses in John that are just incredible. And you begin to understand what Jesus was doing. He, he was God in the flesh, revealing God in the spirit. And praise God, otherwise we'd get it wrong. I mean, take a look at some of the religions. They kind of get it mixed up. The head looks one way, the body looks something else. I won't go into details. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you know, and they think that's God, and that's not God. That's your imagination. That's what we came up with, and that's why Jesus came and said, "I'm here to reveal God. I'm here to set you guys straight, so to speak." Amen. And so He is the Word of God, and so in that sense, you know, that's that's what it means when it says that He is the Word. Why it's God written down the Word of God on on His side. Are you all with me? Okay, because he's here to reveal. Now, but the word that he speaks is also the word of God. Are you all with me? Stay with me, okay? The word brought the word. Okay, capital T, capital W, okay, brought the word. All right? And revealed that word to us. We wrote it down. In fact, it is what we have here. Is that revealed word of God. Now, this is what we need to understand. Now, I hope you you get a hold of this when I say it to you. Leading to this point. The reason that you are strong is because you have God living in you. The member that is the Word and you have His Word. Whenever you read this Bible, whenever you take the Word and begin to meditate Meditate it. You have the word in you revealing the word that's on the page. Do you get it? So this word doesn't go into an empty space. 
it goes into the place where God lives in you. And the two meet. Oh, hallelujah. And it goes boom. That's revelation. You're with me? And that's the reason why you need to spend time with the thing. Because a lot of times, you know, I would bet that most of the word is trapped in somebody's head somewhere. It never made it down into their heart. And there's a difference between the word, the word in your head and the word in your heart. The word in your head renews your mind, but the word in your heart moves mountains. Get it? And you need both. Hallelujah. That's what makes you strong. This is where most of us live. Remember, we need all three. Remember again? Okay? So we are not moving from one thing to the next. And don't wait for the day that you're going to move on from a young person to a mature person. You better have all three working all the time. Because you're never going to stop fighting the devil. (laughs) Okay? And you're never going to stop receiving things from the Word and believing them exactly for what they say. Isn't it interesting? It's a big circle. Once I check it, I find something as, as, you know, as, a, as a child in, in the Lord and go, wow, that's awesome. Okay? And, and when it runs full circle, I've got to the place where the mature side of me is looking at it, studying it, and going, is this what it's actually saying? I know we're excited, but hang on one second. What is it actually saying? And then we find, ooh, it's not only saying what I thought, it's actually saying more stuff. And then we send it back to the child and he's like, woo! Came back with interest. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and seriously, and that then gets us on the track back to that faith because faith is building. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Did you get that? You know, if you ever are struggling with faith, don't beat yourself over the head. Beat yourself, no, <laughs> don't, don't do this either. <laughs> Go back to the Word. Find the verse that you need to give you the faith in that. And you know what? When you start out, it might feel like it's just a hollow nothing inside of you. But I will guarantee you, the more time that you spend reading this, and not just reading it, but meditating on it. That means you think about it. Amen? So for example, you know, let me just (laughs) take my mom's favorite verse. You know, it's a good verse. Just say, for example, you have 1 John 4.4, okay? Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Okay? And you start thinking about it. You know, right now you're feeling about that great. Can you all see that? Beedy, beedy. Okay? <laughs> and the mountain is this big. And there's you against the mountain. And it's not looking good. But you begin to meditate. You think, you know what? Forget that. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Okay? And everything that that thing is trying to do to me. So you start meditating. And you begin to think about it. And you think, greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is it. And then you suddenly go, wow, revelation, first revelation. It doesn't matter about me. I can be that small, but the person in me, he is that big. First revelation. Suddenly you realize the bigness of him is bigger than the mountain, even though you are still this small. You, the mountain, him. Him in you. We're good. Revelation. Woo! Get it? So, okay, But you know, I'm telling you something, but you get the revelation of that inside, it goes off in you. And suddenly you think, who cares what I can do? What matters is what he can do. And I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You make the connection, get it? Hallelujah. 
and then you forge ahead. That's how the thing works. Now, listen, I write to you young men and women, because you have overcome the wicked one. Notice, they don't play with the wicked one. They don't run away from the wicked one. They don't go, oh my God, I hope that he doesn't know my address. Hello? Notice what it says. Because you have overcome. What is that wicked one? Those principalities. And, well, I was going to go there today. Let's go there. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. I know I have a few minutes left. Let, let's just do this. <laughs> I said to you again that our greatest source of strength is God and His Word. And we see both of these things. I want to take you here to Ephesians 6 10. The whole of the, the armor is about God and His Word. Okay? So let me start here. We'll, we'll pick this up next week. It says, you're finding my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Notice, not in yourself. Amen? Greater is He that is in you than he that's in the world. Are you getting this now? Okay, here it is. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord, not in yourself. That's where the first problem is. We wake up and we think, oh, I don't feel very strong. Well, stop trying to be strong in yourself. The, the, the world says you've got to be strong in yourself. God says, forget that. <laughs> be strong in me. Because no matter how strong you are in yourself, there's an enemy that will come and you know the big giant foot crush. You can believe what you want, but the foot's coming. Hello. Unless you're strong in him, then you're the foot. <laughs> Amen. Hey, remember, it said that the devil is going to be under our feet. You become the foot. Amen? Foot meet devil. Foot say goodbye to devil. Devil say goodbye to foot. <laughs> you, you want to be in that position where you are. I'm, I'm making a bit of fun here, but I know some of you guys are going through some very difficult things, but understand something. That you are never meant to be strong in yourself. You're meant to be strong in God. He gives you the strength that you need. He will give you whatever you need to get over whatever, get over whatever problem that you have that seems to be defeating you right now. Notice I use the word seems. You know, He can, he can only do it while He's lying to you, while, you don't, while he, he makes you think you have no, you know, you know this is the way everybody, everything is. This is the way the world is. That's how the old world turns. That's how the old ball bounces. Then we can turn and bounce somewhere else, not in here. Amen? Next week when we come back, we'll do what I was going to do this week. <laughs> I hope. Anyway, I hope you got some revelation today. I want to bring this to you because this is not going to work unless you get it. Amen? Unless you get a hold of this truth. Unless you begin to understand the Word of God lives in you in two ways. That Jesus Christ is in there. And so that when you put the Word of God into, into your heart, it meets up with the Lord that's there. And that's what gives it the power to move mountains. That's why you can begin to move mountains. You can do incredible things, not because it's you, because it's Him in you. And you're allowing Him to work through you. Amen? And you can then get rid of all the junk that's in there that's causing you problems. The only problem... Remember again that, you know... the. <laughs> We, we looked at Hosea. Remember, God said, my people are destroyed for one reason, and that is a lack of knowledge. If you don't know, the day that Jesus rose from the dead, every Christian 
was in a position to overcome the enemy at every point. I mean, without, without exception. To the point if somebody died, they would just raise them up and carry on. Do you know what I'm to say? Because Jesus said, and these signs will follow those who believe. And then he began to list. And they were only signs, they weren't everything. Because he said, greater works than these shall you do. Do you understand? So we were meant to be walking in some incredible... 2,000 years later, we should have been in a position where it just blew people's minds. People would... Actually, what should have been happening was people should not be able to even understand what we're doing. It should be so far beyond them that the only way they can get there is to get saved. So that they get the mind of Christ so that it can manage all this information and manage what's going on. But we didn't. We went down to arguing. Let's see if I can argue you out of your religion into mine. You know, if you're going to just change religions, stick to the one you have. You're happy there? Probably. (laughs) But if it's something real, and if power begins to be engaged, and something is happening... That's what the Apostle Paul said, I don't, I don't come to you in word, but in the power of God, in deed. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to have to come back because when we come back next time, we'll go and look at Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at the armor of God because all of it is based on God and His word. All of it. Amen? And when you begin to understand how to be strong in the, the Lord and the power of His might, then you begin to understand what the Apostle John means when he says, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the Word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. And you know how to do all of that because that's what the armor is for, that's what God is for, that's what His Word is for. And when you have all of that working in you, you become invincible. And we need to be family. Amen? That's a decision you need to make. Are you going to be defeated or are you going to stand up? Having done all to stand, don't sit. <laughs> okay? Don't give up. Having done all to stand, stand. Hallelujah. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you have.